Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Yes, it has begun. Drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Justin Martindale. We are back. We're back. Another Welcome back. Another Monday. Happy Monday, everyone. <laughs> Happy Monday. <laughs> Was that... That sounded genuine, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's I've, been on the phone yelling all morning at my bank? I believe Not you. this guy. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you just got to scream at a customer service oh, representative it, to yeah. get on to the on the right foot. To feel alive again. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because you have this pent-up energy and this pent-up anger, and you need someone to direct it at. Mm-hmm. So all you need is the customer service representative to say one thing you don't like, or say, I'm sorry, I would need to, I don't I don't have the ability to do that. Or to tell you the same thing they told you last week, and you did it, and then they tell you to do it again. <laughs> yes. Oh, I wanted to flip a table? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mm. was in a six-month back and forth with my insurance comp- uh, health Ugh. insurance company for a while, and every single time I called them, they'd be like, you know what? Uh, we don't have any record of that phone conversation. Oh, and that's I would what be they like, told me. Oh. I'm like, I know you're always monitoring the phone calls, but oh. I think I need to start monitoring the phone calls in order to... Oh, I was. I, I seriously turned into Joan Crawford. I was like, Tina, <laughs> bring me the axe! No, like, I, was... I, I hang on! <laughs> <laughs> so mad. Uh, well, some good news yes. for many this morning. Uh, Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty of a couple of things. Mm-hmm. This just announced about a half an hour ago. He was found guilty of rape in the third degree. Oh. And he was acquitted on two of the more serious cr- uh, criminal charges. Uh, so third degree rape he was j- uh, guilty of, as well as a count of criminal sexual act, a criminal sexual act in the first degree. That was against Mimi Haley. And the jury found him not guilty on two counts of predatory sexual assault, which Ew. each carried a sentence of up to life in prison. So right now... He faces five to 25 years in prison, which, of course, we'll learn more about the sentencing later on. But the jury, seven men and five women, they deliberated for five days, which was causing everyone to flip the F out. Seven men and five women? Yeah, but that's the defense. You know, you you get to pick, and that's what they're like. That guy who looks creepy and like he probably... (laughs) be like oh whatever he's just a guy who knows what he wants like yeah you know they do that on purpose but then i remember they were asking oh can we be hung on some counts and then uh, you know unanimous on other counts and they were like what and then they were like can we get they access the testimony again like they were really having a hard time coming to decisions so Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice that they've come to some kind of conclusion yeah it was like a 25 hour like deliberation or something like that it's like come on I know and then I was thinking if this guy gets off like if we have President Trump basically getting away with (laughs) two impeachable offenses and then getting off scot-free pretty Mm -hmm. much and then this I was Mm -hmm. like can we just have this one well let's see if we get a pardon coming up soon oh no that would be awful Um, he's a good guy he's the best guy in the world (laughs) you know I love Pulp Fiction. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, so we'll see what happens if there's any more updates later on in the show or later on in the week. I had a question for you, Justin Martindale. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been told that you look like certain celebrities? Yes. Which ones do you get? I get um, Ashton Kutcher. What? Yeah, I had, well, like back in the day. But, like, I get it. I I Ashton Kutcher, I get the weird like villain guy from Lazy Town, which is weird, but like I see it. <laughs> That's random. Um, Patrick Swayze. Oh, I can kind of see get, that one. Uh, and Max Payne. 
that he's is, a video game character. That's all over the yeah. That is well, really all over the map there. That's well, what, that's what all the uh, MMA UFC guys say. He looks like Max Payne. I'm like, all right, bro. You're like whatever floats yeah. you boat. Take your but, shirt off, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get in the ring with you. Or what is it, the cage? Yeah. Um, I have gotten many celebrities throughout my existence. I know who you get. This... What? Holly Hunter. I, I actually get Holly Hunter a lot. Yeah. yeah. I actually can sound like her. I know. That's yeah. what's so weird. Um, But I have gotten... I, what The reason I bring this up is because... When you get older, mm-hmm. you start to look like people that are a little less flattering. Oh, God, what happened? Well, <laughs> I've gotten, I mean, when I was younger, I used to get Alicia Silverstone. Oh. I used to get Christina Ricci. I used to get a lot of different people. And then I started getting, it started changing, whereas someone was like, you look like Jim Carrey. And I was like, Jim Carrey? That's a man. Or I'd get like, you look like this mugshot of this woman in Florida that got arrested for meth. And I'm like, cool. Oh, yeah, Linda. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is a dead ringer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my wife this weekend, she always gets uh, Zoe Deschanel because she's got big, thick uh bangs. She's got light eyes when she's wearing, you know, when she's all dressed up, she's got red lipstick on. Everyone always says she looks like Zoe Deschanel. This weekend, we were walking, we were at the airport because we were going up to San Jose for my sister's engagement party. And we went up to the bar to get a quick drink before we got on the plane, you know, because you gotta. That's what you have to do. You have to. It's a process. Yes. And sh- and the bartender says, You know who you look like? Oh, you God. look like Abby from Broad City. And I was like, That's not f- like. That's not a bad one, but Abby from Broad City is kind of notoriously a mess. Yeah. And my wife got the airport, was just like messy bun, you know, like hair flying all over, no makeup on. And she was like, I've gone from Zoe de Chanel to Abby from Broad oh, City. Your your wife got Abby. Yes. Okay. So that's well. you know <laughs> like Ten years ago when I met her, it was like, Zoe Deschanel, Zoe Deschanel, Zoe Deschanel, and everywhere. And now it's like, you look like this girl who wears the same dress to every party and doesn't wear any makeup. <laughs> You're and like, I, I got like, her. Ah. She's like, mine. What a difference ten years makes, huh? <laughs> uh, if you've ever gotten an insulting celebrity as your doppelganger, <gasps> yes. definitely tweet at us at DTS Show on Twitter and on Instagram and call us. We're here. I want to know. Yeah, I do too. 833-77-CALL-Q. That's 833-77-CALL-Q. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, we will be covering a little later in the show some of the things going on with the Kobe Bryant Memorial Service today in downtown Los Angeles. We're also going to be covering what happened in Nevada and what continues to happen through today and tomorrow. What happened in Nevada? The, the caucus. Oh, okay. I thought it was something tragic. No, no, no. It's just a big, big, <laughs> giant just, caucus. I'm just... You, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. And now... Ma'am. It's the Monday Muncher Boys! That sounds good. I'll have that. Yas, 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 yas. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. All right. This past weekend, <clears throat> I... Don't fade out of that. Keith gets a lot of chewing. Listen. Oh, it's like it's like ASMR. Yeah, this is important. Mm, it's therapeutic. I I worked hard Thera- on that. Therapeutic. All right. Oh. Whatever. Nice. It's Monday. I need coffee. Uh, you need to yell at another customer service representative. <laughs> the day is young. <laughs> I went to uh, an engagement party this past weekend. My lovely sister. My she's a 
she's very, very attractive. It's been a running joke uh, throughout my radio career that my sister is a lot younger and much hotter. Um, but I love her to death, and she's getting married. And we uh, we had a lovely engagement party up in the Bay Area. And when I arrived, at the, it was at a restaurant, a nice, swanky downtown San Jose restaurant. Mm. And as the food, then of course, you know, you arrive and you're like, what, what are we eating? Well, I gotta know. Yeah. And I wasn't really sure. I heard that it was just going to be past appetizers, and I'm going, okay, that'll get me by for a couple hours, but then I'm going to want, you know, something, something real. So I wasn't sure what the food situation was, and then the first dish arrived, and I the thought- The first? Oh, yes. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. All right. And I looked at it, and I thought to myself- if this is at any party, it is sure to be a success. It is the one dish that will make any party or any gathering or really anything with food successful. And that is the charcuterie board. Get in my body now. Meats and cheeses Char- and, and cornichons and, you know, grain, stone grain mustard or whatever. Random almonds random, and nuts. Yes. Like macadamia nuts sometimes. Yeah, or those those ones that kind of look like almonds, but they're not almonds. Yeah, faux uh, almonds. Yeah, and then they've got little things of honey, and then there's a little Dijon. piece of the co- the honeycomb yeah, in there. it's sexy. It is. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's... And it's not just the charcuterie board itself. It's when the waitress puts it down and explains everything that is on the charcuterie board that makes it even that much more exciting. Like, what did you like, have? What did you have? Okay, well, there was a, there was one that was just cheese, uh-huh. big, big one, Oof. and then right next to it was all meats. Mm-hmm. So, she, and she was like, this is my third shift, so I'm going to try my best. Remember, oh, there was like yeah. 70 things on yeah, there. Yeah, because charcuterie boards are hard for waiters. They're hard for anybody. Anybody, yeah. It's like, this is the duck, and here's a rabbit. Or, and, and here's a, a, a salumi, you know. And the... And especially with the cheeses, they have mm-hmm. to tell you where they come from. What kind of milk? So there was a, a slab of some something in the Brie family that Ugh. was that had some kind of a rind on it that was Larson. Ma- what? Brie Larson. It was Brie Larson, <laughs> and she was like, "Back behind!" She jumped out of it. Look at my weird toe. People don't jump out of cakes anymore. They no. jump out of cheese wheels. No. Uh, and it lo- it almost looked red like a lobster, but then Ooh. when you when you cut into it, it was soft, soft, soft Brie type of cheese. Then there was like a Humboldt fog kind of blue cheese. There was there was just a good mix of hard and soft. Mm-hmm. You know, and then all the cornichons and that dried fruit crap that they kind of just place in the like middle. Apricots and like, and yeah, stuff. and you're like, yeah. I don't what are you yeah, doing? Calm with down, this? Trader Joe's. Okay. No. And then there was pate. There was boar. Ooh. Cured boar. Okay. There was, you know, all the Italian ones. Breasola. Uh, yeah, they had, yes. uh, you know, all, all, Capicola, which mm-hmm. is the spicy one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really had any, everything. Like a chorizo. So, yes. Uh-huh. They had all of it. And I thought to myself, last week, we had a man in here preaching vegan burgers. Yeah, and get out of here. And today, I am stuffing <laughs> my face. I'm picturing you uh, in American Beauty, but without the rose petals. Yes. It's just meat. <laughs> Just you covered up with some bologna over your your lady parts. I'm laying parts. in that bathtub. Yes, that's what, like yeah, with the roses, with- like, <laughs> and you're just that's you, just with meats and like cured. <laughs> you know what's dangerous about those though is you never know how much you're eating. Oh, like, never. I'm just I was there for hours, mm-hmm. and then eventually there was other things like pizzas, and there. I mean, it was just really great food all around. But I kept going back to that giant meat and cheese board, and I'm just going, I must be, I I must have eaten half of this by now that's because so you have good. no idea. But any party will be successful. Yeah. No, I am 
1,000% on board with you. But hold on really quick. You've got some salami in your hair. Oh. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. People still making decisions on who they are going to support in the 2020 election. Of course, Super Tuesday is March 3rd, where many, many states are going to be voting on their pick. But... I believe, let's see, 96% of the results are in for the Nevada caucus. We'll go over those and why you're getting way more campaign text messages than you were in the last election. This is Drop the President. Drop the President. I'm Allie here with Justin Martindale today, and here's what's going on in Nevada. (laughs) Lots of flamingo strippers Mm -hmm. um, and desert Mm -hmm. and Bernie Sanders supporters. That makes sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, He has 46.8% of the votes, which is a lot. I don't think people thought he was going to be leading by this much. And followed by Joe Biden with 20.4%. Pete has 13.9%. Warren, 9.8%. Then Tom Steyer at 4.6%. And then Amy Klobuchar at 4.2%. Andrew Yang still on the still on the board. Don't know how that's happened, but he has 0.1%, which is more than Tulsi Gabbard, who has 0%. Good. And right <laughs> under the 0% for Tulsi Gabbard, it says uncommitted. So even people who have made no choice whatsoever will not make a choice for Tulsi Gabbard. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know the hotels voted. Did you you see that? How it was like the Bellagio supports so-and-so, the Mirage. I haven't seen that before, but honestly, I haven't followed an election as closely as I'm following this one before, so I'm not really Hmm. sure. I haven't heard anything about it. You haven't heard anything? You don't know? Um, I hear it every minute of every day. But I think a lot of people are getting worried that Bernie Sanders is is pulling so far ahead because there are a lot of Democrats that won't vote for him because they consider him to be too far left uh, and he's a socialist and that well, it's I... nothing but good news for Donald Trump and his reelection. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, God. Siri, remind me to uh, refill my Xanax today. <laughs> You reminded me already, Justin. Mm -hmm. I've already filled it over the weekend. Just make it a habit. You have a problem. (laughs) If you for the next four years at least, that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, I think that a lot of people will legit be moving out of the country if this happens. Okay, were you getting campaign text messages over the weekend? Because I got several, and it is way, 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 way on the uptick this election year. And there's a reason for that. And there's also a system as to how they're getting your information. Oh, good. Did you get your... I did. I had a uh, woman from Bloomberg's campaign hit me up, and I was like, no. Oh, you're cute. (laughs) Yeah, bye. And then I had, I think I had... I had someone from Warren's campaign, and then I, th- I think I had somebody from Pete's campaign. Oh, okay. I've yes. not I've not gotten one from Pete. I've gotten from Bernie Sanders, and I've gotten from Warren, and I, and I corresponded mm-hmm. with the Warren person. There might have been there might have been some mild flirting. Yeah. Oh, just campaign sexts from Bloomberg. It was just a deep. No, it wasn't from Bloomberg. <laughs> it was from Pete. Oh, I was well. Like, you text kind of cute. Oh, just little <laughs> winky emojis. Uh, well, Elizabeth Warren, I was like, yay, cool. And then they were like, yeah, that's awesome that you support Elizabeth Warren. Um, we Would you want to join the campaign and be a volunteer? Yeah. And I was like, no. is that the next step? Yeah, I was like, it's Sunday. Leave me alone. Please, no. I mean, I'm doing a huge favor yeah. to you by responding at all. Yes, you're Which lucky. 95% yep. of people are not going to respond at all. Yep, yep, yep. But 
I guess where this came from is that Bernie Sanders was doing this in the last election. His campaign was doing it, and they found that they got a lot more support, especially from younger people who are used to texting and they're afraid of answering phone calls. So because it worked so well in 2016, I mean, so well, meaning better than they expected, uh, everybody is using it this year, pretty much everybody who's running. So how do they get your phone number? Where there's a few ways that they get it. How? uh... (laughs) When you vote... Yeah. So when you register to vote, you have to fill in your contact information, and that's usually where they get your information when people donate to campaigns as well. That's another one. You have to use your mobile phone number in order to donate, which I don't know why then I never got a text message from Marianne Williamson, because I did donate $5 to her campaign. I don't know. I think maybe she she works with, like, um, you know... What are they called? Witches? Yeah, I was going to say like crystals and like, what are they called? The fortune balls? What are they? Fortune balls? Yeah, what are they called? Like glass balls? Crystal balls? Is that what they're called? <laughs> Orbs? <laughs> yeah, like where they're like, she's, you know, when like gypsy ladies look in the They're thing? like looking over, they're like, look at her, she's voting for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What are they called? Crystal crystal balls? I, yeah. I don't know. God. Uh, pop another Xanax. She's on fire. Uh, So these campaigns, what they do is that they buy these lists of voters, and when they go sign up for loyalty cards and other forms of communication, they will give their cell phone numbers. So basically, campaigns are buying your contact information. Nope. Yes. And uh, and what's good is that you can pretty much just reply stop, and you won't continue to be hounded. But they said that with things like this, there's always going to be scammers. Oh, yeah. Just can't wait till, you know, you get the Kremlin in there and they're like, I never stop texting. <laughs> never stop. You want? Oh, you want another four? <laughs> I give you another four. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Yes, this is Drop the Subject. I'm Allie here with Justin Martindale all show long and we're taking your calls if you have a really gross celebrity doppelganger that you've gotten before. Mm-hmm. Like someone's like, you look like Steve Buscemi. Call us. 833-77-CALL-Q. That's 833-77-CALL-Q. No offense to Steve Buscemi. No, it's like, he's adorable. <laughs> Ish. You said adorable and then your face scrunched up. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, we <sighs> should tell people how to win a trip to Miami. Oh my gosh, let's. <laughs> Hey guys, do you want to escape to sunny South Beach for Miami Beach Pride's biggest weekend festival ever on April 3rd, 4th, and 5th? Yeah! Yeah, we do, Justin! Well then head over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win. Enter our National Flyaway Contest for a chance to experience the best of Miami Beach Pride. We'll fly you and a friend, oh yeah, and a friend to beautiful Miami Beach, set you up in a gorgeous hotel, and provide you with two VIP weekend passes. You'll sip on ice-cold drinks from the open Ooh. bar in the VIP and enjoy a champagne brunch before the parade. Enter the contest right at wearechannelq.com for your chance to experience Miami Beach Pride in true VIP style April 3rd through the 5th. All are welcome to the free Oceanside Celebration presented by Celebrity Cruises. Ooh, so grovelly at the end there. I, I know, like yeah, it. you got like a little, uh... It's, it's a perfect segue, this beautiful, wonderful Pride VIP parade in Miami Beach, to talk about what happens when you F the bartender. I'm listening. Okay. 
There's a, an article on Slate.com, uh-huh. and uh, the headline reads, Help, the bartender I hook up, hooked up with has now banned me from my favorite bar. Because you're crazy! Let me know if this rings a bell or if it's happened to you. I'm just going Look to read eyes. it verbatim. Look into my eyes. Do you I'm, think it's happened to me I'm before? Looking, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your eyes are not even shifting or moving. You're looking no. at me directly in my, in my eyes. Like hard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, quickly before I get into this, yeah. do you have rules? I know you perform comedy a lot, mm-hmm. so do you have a rule I don't hook up with people that work at comedy clubs? Or Oh, never. <laughs> I never, no. You never have rules or you never hook up with them? Uh, wouldn't you like to know? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hook up with uh, other comedians, no. Oh, okay. Or if they're like, I'm in stand-up, and it's like, okay. I'm an aspiring no. comedian. Actors, no, 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 no. No, no actors no. either. I mean, no. What about band members? No. <laughs> They're all, you know, artists in general, no. I mean, we do kind of suck. What about uh, the bartender at a comedy? Okay. Nope. You're a sociopath. What about fans? No. Okay. No. That was that was weird. Pause. That was too long of a pause. I'm going to go into this story now. But it's fun. It's 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 fun to bang a fan. Take a penny, leave a penny. Yeah. All right. This person says, uh, I was a regular at this bar. You hear that, everybody? Now come to a show. Uh, I was a regular at this bar for most of last year, going at least once a week. I became good friends with one of the bartenders and started to develop feelings for him. Eventually, I asked him out. He said he was seeing somebody else and that they were exclusive. I accepted the answer, and we continued to interact as friends. A couple weeks later, after his shift was over, uh, blah, blah, blah. Basically, they ended up hooking up. Uh, we hooked up, and the following morning, he sent me messages asking me not to come to, to two of the bars where he works until we had a conversation about the hookup. He went totally silent for a few days, and then we, we uh, when we finally talked, he was 45 minutes late, and we only ended up talking for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, she's nuts. This is where, this is the, I was cool with all of this until that line. I was like, mm. Anyway. He said he was embarrassed about the hookup. I mm-hmm. told him there was nothing to be embarrassed about. We decided to keep being friends. I went out to his bar a couple times after that. He was very hot and cold, sometimes being friendly, other times ignoring me for an hour, even though he had been serving me drinks. You're stalking him. That's his job. You're stalking him. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how more, like, how often did she continue going after the hookup? Like, did she double or triple the amount of, like, she's, is she there every night now? Yeah, like a I'm bar sure fly? She, she's fatal bar traction. She's just like, <laughs> She's just like, I won't be ignored. Hello. And he's like, watch me. Yeah. Uh, We decided to keep being friends. I went to his bar a couple times after, and he was uh, hot and cold, like I said. Uh, So she called him a coward while (gasps) there were no customers, and there was only one other employee there. Since that incident, he told the staff and the managers at the bar where I was a regular that he feels uncomfortable around me and that I was yelling at him. And then she says, parentheses, I didn't yell. Okay. He told me I was banned from the bar. I spoke to the manager. Oh, And he my said God. I should wait a couple of weeks until temper's cool before going back. Oh, wow. This weekend, a bartender who used to work at the bar told me he heard from multiple people that I, quote, went psycho. You did. Uh, so the, the person asking this question says, what do you think I should do? And, of course, the answer from the advice giver says, I think you should go to a different bar. So... What happens when you hook up with the bartender? I think just the lesson here is that when you hook up with a bartender, you need to know the stakes. And the stakes are nothing. Okay? There are no strings. No. Just he accept- wants you to tip him in money for pouring you 
a drink. Yes, and then if you hook up, great, but don't expect anything no. after that. No. If you hook up with a bartender and then the next day you're like, hi, and they're like, did you forget your credit card? And you're like, no, yes. <laughs> I'm just here to see you. Do you remember that time Do you remember that it? just happened? And they're like, no, I don't. We It was a one and done. Yeah, this My, is... What? My friend hooked up with a bartender a couple weeks ago, and she knew. Like, the next day, she was like, yeah, that was so that great. that was fun, but bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah. They call it Coyote Ugly for a reason. <laughs> drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Justin Martindale. <laughs> uh, Going to keep you updated on all things Kobe Bryant. The celebration of life is underway right now. A lot of people speaking. I believe Jimmy Kimmel is uh, saying some words right now, and there's all kinds of performances. So we'll give you an update on exactly what's going on. I know that nobody is allowed even near that area if you don't have a ticket. It is a madhouse. Um, so, but it's uh, it's really I'm like looking at this right now on the TV and almost crying. Um, but let's get to a, a story with a happy ending that happened over the weekend. Uh, this couple, a celebrity, not a celebrity couple, a, <laughs> a couple, a couple in their seventies. Um, they went missing while they went for a little hikey poo. And they were rescued over the weekend, and they went missing on Valentine's Day. I mean, yeah. That's wild. Legit. Yeah. Northern California is where they went on a little stroll. Spice up your marriage. Get lost. So I think that they got lost (laughs) Mm -hmm. because they were trying to have woodsy... Relations, Valentine's Day outdoor sex. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it... They got caught in the dark. Like they were going mm. on. They probably lived in the area. Mm-hmm. They were both educators, and they were retired, I believe. And they were like, "Let's go for a walk." But but it's not like they're going anywhere that crazy. They've probably been there a million times, and they got lost. And then it got dark, mm-hmm. and then they started getting hypothermia. And the only reason they survived was because they parked it next to a puddle and drank out of the puddle. And they had no food for nine days, the entire time where they were there. Not even a, a nut or a leaf or a twig, nothing. Wait, they parked like a car? No, no, no. They like just parked it next to oh. it. Like, they didn't move anywhere. They and just, they just drank water? They just drank water from the puddle. And they got fi- there was like 500 people looking for this couple because it was like, oh, no. <laughs> Rich old people have gone missing. Find them, yeah. find them. They had dogs and helicopters yeah. and Leave everything. us alone. We're making love around coyotes. <laughs> Leave us be. We're primal. We're drinking mosquito larva water. <laughs> it keeps us young. And still, we're the only ones without coronavirus. Yeah, right. So they have been rescued, and there are pictures of them in the hospital. They had to get airlifted out of the vegetation that they were stuck in. <laughs> and, you know, they're sitting next to each other, and they've got, like, their little thumbs up, and there's, like, you they're, know, crusty yeah. crap all over their they're, hands. They're crusty, and... frostbitten thumbs. <laughs> yes. And it just always, these stories always get me thinking, how long would I survive in a situation like this oh. if you had to, if you accidentally got lost when you were hiking? I would probably last for about like two minutes. Yes. Well, once you figure out, oh, I, I'm lost. Hold on. Let's turn this way. Let's turn this way, that way. I've gotten lost hiking before, mm-hmm. but. Oh, I'm setting the whole forest on fire. Like someone come find me. I'm going to burn my way out of here. Like, sorry. Oh, look, there's a light and smoke. Well, there are some rules. So let's go over them and see how well we do. How to survive if you're lost in the woods. Getting out of the wilderness alive is a matter of knowing what to do and what not to do. I'm already out. Interesting. You will need. (laughs) Forget it. I'm I'm dead. Yep. No. (laughs) Water and shelter. Okay. Water and shelter. Those are the two mains. Okay. (laughs) Can't wait to find a shelter. 
No, this is why I always take my survival tool with me wherever I go, whenever I go hiking, and that is my lesbian friend, Denise. Oh, that's a great tool. She is everything. She knows everything. She has all the tools, all the kits, all the know-hows. Yeah, well, I mean... She knows directions. She'll point at things. <laughs> like, she's like, this way. And I'm like, all right, I trust her. And those little Cairns. Mm-hmm, you little know, those... carabiners of every color. Yep, and, and then, <clears throat> you know, they have, like, little... Uh... Camelback. Yeah, yeah. We have camelbacks. We have bear bell. Sure. I don't know why. She has bear mace. Yeah. And she sometimes takes it with her, like in public, <laughs> which is kind of hot. It Step is one. Hot. As soon as you realize you are lost, stay where you are. It is much more difficult for rescuers to find you if you're on the move. Okay. So don't go anywhere. Step two. If you're with others, remain together. So, I mean, there's all kinds of things here that you're supposed to remember. You have to stay with Denise. Yeah. Step three, follow the acronym STOP. Sit down to collect your thoughts. Think before you do anything or walk anywhere. Observe what's around you and listen carefully for noises that indicate people or roads are nearby. Prepare for a long wait by gathering whatever items will keep you safe and, and don't com- go hiking with for, for with bands. Yeah, I love how they're like, prepare for a long wait. So anyway, there it goes on and on and on. I can't go through all of it right now because we're out of time. But so what have we learned? Squat by a puddle. Yeah, don't move anywhere. And if you're trying to get shelter and build shelter for yourself, don't overexert yourself because you're going to get too tired and then you're going to die of exhaustion. Or hypothermia. And if you freeze, what have I learned from that movie alive? You know, a nice butt meat makes a nice snack. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and comedian Justin Martindale. A little later in the show at 12.04 Pacific time, we're going to be talking to Lauren Savon. Lauren Savon is a TV reporter and one of, who was uh, your, a friend of yours, mm-hmm. Justin, yeah. and uh, one of the first women to come out and accuse Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. And she's been on a text thread with some of the women who have also voiced what happened to mm-hmm. them. And so we're going to chat with her just about what the general feeling is, how some of these women are feeling about the verdict, yeah. what happened to her, how she kind of made that decision to come forward and say something. It's so a, It's a great day for speaking up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking to her again at uh, 12.04 Pacific time. So yes, that's coming tune up. tune in. Um, in the meantime, I was... Um, I was in the Bay Area this weekend seeing my parents, and of course, every time since my wedding that I've come up there, I've been asked about uh, buying a home, uh-huh. having children, yeah. buying a car. I mean, all of the adult things that I don't feel ready for in Especially any way. Especially in the Bay Area. <laughs> yes. Oh, they were asking me if I would move back up there. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm not a gazillionaire. Yeah. Can I have a $110,000 parking spot, please? That'd be yeah, great. Exactly. They were like, <laughs> you know, the job market. I was like, it no. does not matter. Nope. What are you doing? I'm here for the charcuterie and that's it. <laughs> Good. Bye. <laughs> so I, I was roped into... Zillow with my mom sitting there looking at... Is that Lizzo's nemesis? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) What is that? She's like, I'm 50% that bitch. Take that. (laughs) Um, No, Zillow is a real estate website where you can look at houses. I love that you don't even know what it is. I was like, Zillow, you can't just drop Zillow. I'm so far from buying a house that I've never heard of Zillow. Mm -mm. No, she was on Realtor.com and Redfin and Zillow looking up all kinds of houses in my area and beyond. Look at this one. It's only 800000 I was like, I don't have money. Right. I cannot buy a house. So anyway, I was scrolling through um, 
to find out, you know, find some stuff to talk about on the show today. And I saw this new workaround that millennials are using to become homeowners without family help and without necessarily enough money. Okay. And just let me, I'm going to read you this and let me know if it interests you. Okay. Um, as a single mother of two, Kelsey Perkins was able to buy a five-bedroom house last year in the suburb of Denver, Colorado, which is one of the priciest housing markets in the country. She did not have a high-paying corporate job. She didn't have a lot of savings. She didn't have assistance from her parents or anything to put towards the $470,000 home. Me looking at that, I'm like, $470,000 for a home? That's great. But she did have something else. Friends. Hmm. Another single mom, a male musician... And all three of them decided to co-sign on a house and just live together. Nope. <laughs> that, that's a cult. It's a cult. So Denver this, cult. Is, this is basically like co-op. Okay, now yeah. we're all shared living dorm style. Yes. And this is what happens is we start settling where we're like, okay, we're all st- you can start with friends, like another single mom and a, mus- a musician. And then you're like, why not this other person on Craigslist? Craigslist. What about this other person on Tinder that I hooked up with once, but we still have a fine relationship with? He's a bartender at two bars that I go to. <laughs> And I have to let him cool off for a couple oh. weeks, but I can go back and ask him to co-sign on this house. So this is a this is like they live in this house now that they all own it's a and compound. they all share. It's not a house; it's a compound. And each of them just pays nine hundred dollars a month to cover the mortgage, other expenses, utilities, everything. All of that is split. So, and amid fast rising home prices and living costs and student debt loans and all that stuff, a lot of millennials and other people who are you know strapped of cash, they're figuring out that why don't we just get a little group together. And we'll all buy a house together. This They're is, basically time-sharing their lives. But what are the... I mean, there has to be... Like, neighbors have to be really upset about this. I... Like, so, if you just see, like, nine people coming out of a house, you're just like, ugh. And they're all, like, you know... And you can just see the pantry and their label, like all the labeled pantries and the yeah. chore wheels. And you just see, you, you know, it's just messy inside and like all the furniture's unmatched. Well, yeah. And then there's going to be somebody who's like, I'll it's co-sign a... and then I'll just rent out my room yeah. to other people. Yeah. It's a dorm. It's, a, it's yeah. You're like, no, I live in a gated facility for a reason. I don't want to live in a in, on a college campus. What's worse, having a neighbor that runs an Airbnb or having this? I think this. I kind of agree. Well, no. <laughs> I think I think it's a. Uh, I don't know. I think the Airbnb actually because you never know who's going to come in there every week. Yeah, blasting but music and all that stuff. At least that's if true, but there, that's a temporary. Well, right, but it's like if you if you make it a thing to go over to the homeowners and or those people and be like, hey. Where your neighbors turn it down. Yeah. We know who you are. We can complain, call the police, all that stuff. Yes, but that's a one, you know, if you do that, like I had neighbors that were like that and I did that once or twice and when it didn't work, it was like, what are you going to do? It's over. I could call, there's only so many times I could call the cops on the same person. Ugh. But he did have great weed. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, let's do this. I've got three headlines and you've got a bell, don't you? Oh, oh where's, where's my bell? Where's, where's the bell? I lost my bell. Oh. <laughs> well, I just... Oh, my God, got All right. Assaulted let's the d- bell. Okay, here let's, we go. Let's go. Let's dive in. All right. Headline number one. A five-hour hostage standoff at a prison ended with a Mars bar. I mean, 
news it. What can't you news about that? Headline number two, the world's first onesie for dogs. Lose it. <laughs> and then headline number three, boss swapping is the new trend for 2020. News it. Sure. Why not? I'll switch my, buy, my boss any day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and hopefully they'll do a better job than I will. News it or lose it starts next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. You know, we news and lose these stories, and then I have, uh, you know, a song or so to read them and figure out, you know, the nuts and bolts of the story so that I can share it with you. Mm-hmm. And um, this boss swapping story is a real non story, so we'll start with that oh, one. No. I can't always control these things. Well, that's true. Because there's something called clickbait. And I fall for clickbait 100% of the time, even when it's an animal odd couple or anything in between. And the headline reads, boss swapping is the new, the hot new trend for 2020. So I go, wow, that's cool. And then I click on it and it says, good Monday morning. Boss swapping is the hot new trend for 2020. More people have been accepting new jobs each month than any other time in our nation's history. Good luck this week. I'm rooting for you, Mark. I don't know what this is. WTF, Mark. So um, there's that. There's that. I'm so glad he took time out of his day. To write to basically write a blog that I've clicked on. And I don't even know what boss swapping is. Like I had some time. I think it comes time. on after wife swap, right? <laughs> I mean, is that not a show? Is it like undercover boss kind of a thing? I mean, I guess it would be the concept that I would think it would be is that two bosses from an, two different companies switch places and then hilarity ensues. I just, hot. I just don't know why that would happen. Like, I don't know how that's beneficial for the companies, but sure. Like um, Gary and Joel just swapping jobs. Just swapping jobs. Probably swapping a few other things in the oh, conference room. Allie! Let's move on to the prison hostage situation that ended at a Mars bar. because fantasies. That <laughs> This is a themed show, everyone. Oh, jeez. All right. Prison officers, they were dealing with a, a highly dangerous situation, a hostage situation. Never good. It was a five-hour standoff, and there was a, this was at Midlands Prison in Portaloys. What? What's Portaloys? Not sure. I thought it was something you order from a restaurant. I was going to say it sounds like one of those like weird towns in, New- in Louisiana. Oh, see, I was thinking like Maine. Mm. Or it's like, you ever been to Portaloys? It's actually really beautiful over there. Hmm. Anyway. A four, uh, so it was a five-hour standoff, and two inmates took one other hostage. Then a fourth prisoner was also barricaded in the same cell, and um, you know it just lasted for about five hours, along with requests for drugs, <laughs> and uh, their demands included tobacco, mm-hmm. Swiss rolls, and Mars bars. The uh, prison's emergency control and restraint team were immediately alerted, and the main prison went into full lockdown for the evening. After hours of negotiating and attempts to defuse the situation, the team managed to convince the inmate holding the weapon to hand it over in exchange for a Mars bar. Wow, that's like chum in the water over there. And, oh, wait, this is all commercial for Mars bars. Damn yeah, it! Yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> what would you do for a Mars bar? <laughs> He's like, I'd put down the gun. Yeah, I'd stop shaking my friend. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it said the prisoner's demands were unclear apart from the drugs and no more sleeping on mattresses. Uh, they sought tobacco, Swiss rolls, and Mars bars shortly before 8.30 p.m. Staff forced entry into the cell, removed all four prisoners, meeting considerable resistance from the uh, least two, and no staff were injured. Uh, oh, the Irish Prison Service. Okay, Portaloise is in Ireland. Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, and, I mean, maybe they don't have Mars bars as accessible in Ireland. Well, yeah, they get tired of eating potatoes every day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Everybody, it's the little things in life. I just, I think... Swiss rolls, tobacco, and Mars bars. Everyone knows Reese's is the one to... If you're going to be in a hostage situation, that's what you ask for. Yeah, those guys would definitely survive in the woods. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Oh, it's Monday morning, everybody. Justin Marando here with Ali Johnson with Drop the Subject. And you know what? It is only Monday, but you know what sounds really good right now? A free trip to Miami. God, how did you know? I don't know. You just, just, I just, I just came to me. Just a nice getaway. So here's what we're going to do over here at Channel Q. Do you guys want to escape to sunny South Beach for Miami Beach Pride's biggest weekend festival ever on April 3rd, 4th, and 5th? And the 5th? Head over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win. Enter our National Flyaway Contest for a chance to experience the best of Miami Beach Pride. We'll fly you and a friend to beautiful, tropical, (laughs) exotic Miami Beach. Set you up in a gorgeous hotel and provide you with two... Two, two, two VIP weekend passes. You'll sip on ice cold drinks from the open bar in the VIP lounge and enjoy a champagne brunch before the parade. Enter the contest right at wearechannelq.com for your chance to experience Miami Beach Pride in true VIP style April 3rd through the 5th. All are welcome to the free Oceanside Celebrations presented only by Celebrity Cruises. Yay! I Definitely mean, enter. There's you, you have to be in it to win it. Yeah. You can't just listen to us talk about going to Miami for free and then when you don't get in, be like, you never take me anywhere, Cindy. You uh, have to be in it to win it. I know. I'm in it to win it. I'm in it to go. I love Miami. Miami's so... Oof. It's sexy. You just shake your I know. shoulder. As you soon have as you say to. It's Miami. just like wepa. Like it's just like mango and like ah uh, and tropical mango and lizards. Yes, and mm. lizards and Lizzo and like mm-hmm. I just think it would be. It's just so and much fun. Zillow. And the weather's humid. And then if you don't like it, like in three minutes, it just rains and then it'll stop. And then everyone's like, "It's so humid. Let's take our clothes off." And you're like, "Yes, let's do it, Daddy." Wow, what? I don't even need to go oh, there sorry. anymore. Excuse I think I'm there, me. right? I, I'm already there. It's amazing. Um, Justin Marnell, do mm-hmm. you did you think that in your adult life you would see the possible uh, election of a gay president of the United States? Oh no. Okay. Um, well, we might be there. Okay. But yes, he didn't. He hasn't necessarily won in Nevada, but he's doing a lot better than a lot of people expected, and he's become an icon and a role model to a lot of people. Yeah. Including a nine-year-old boy that uh, stood up and asked a question at a recent rally, I believe, in Aurora, Colorado, and this is what everyone's talking about it because it really pulls on the heartstrings. This is what oh, happened. Okay. Zachary, age nine, and this is a really touching question. He says, thank you for being so brave. Would you help me tell the world I'm gay too? I want to be brave like you. Well, I don't think you need a lot of advice from me on bravery. (laughs) You seem pretty strong. I see you. It took me a long time to figure out how to tell even my best friend that I was gay, let alone to go out there and tell the world. And to see you willing to come to terms with who you are 
in a room full of a thousand people, thousands of people you've never met. That's, that's really something. He's gay! So let me, tell you, let me tell you a couple things that might be useful. The, the first thing is that it won't always be easy, but that's okay, because you know who you are. And that's really important, because when you know who you are, uh, you have a center of gravity that can hold you together when no, all okay. kinds of gravity. chaos is I have to bring gravity into that's this. the first thing I want you to know. Well, that's very nice. I mean, I can't imagine at nine... I mean, at nine years old, I was <laughs> gay as the day is long, but I had no idea. Right. And But also, how would I have any idea? Because there weren't a lot of people like me in the media spotlight. Mm-hmm. So to have a kid at nine years old know that they're gay and then be able to ask a presidential candidate about it is pretty fantastic. Yeah, that's that's bold. Yeah. Very bold. When did you realize you were gay? Oh. Second trimester? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was exactly the same. I didn't know. I just kind of went through this like normalized southern, this is how it's supposed to be. Aren't you Texas? Yeah. 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 So it's just very like, it was just like, go to school, date a girl, then you kiss her, then you marry her, then you have kids. And it was just like, oh, this is so awful. (laughs) This sounds awful. This sounds tedious and time consuming. Well, it is really nice to see. Of course. Well, it's nice that we have like that visibility now of like a potential president, if not this one, but like in the future to actually like, you know. It's it's yeah. it's tangible. And it makes me happy that his campaign is that they're really kind of sitting in the middle when it comes to him being like, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. Or like, I don't want to tell. Let's just kind of downplay this part of things. Mm-hmm. He seems to be right in the middle where he's like, yeah, I'm going to be open about it. But I'm also not going to like not every second. I'm going to be like, gay, 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 gay. I don't know. I really want to see Pete Buttigieg do a death drop. <laughs> drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, drop the subject with Allie and Justin Martindale. And all morning we've been talking about uh, Harvey Weinstein. The verdict has finally come in after many days of deliberation. And we have the pleasure of having on the phone Lauren Savon, who is a TV journalist, and she is one of the first to ever go on national television and publicly accuse Harvey Weinstein of assault. And uh, Lauren, how are you doing? How, how is everybody feeling after this verdict? Are you happy? Do you, I mean, obviously a lot of people don't feel like it's enough, but what are the emotions that are going through you right now? Oh, so happy. So happy. So relieved. Look, um, yeah, he, you know, didn't, we didn't get a guilty bit on some of the toughest charges against him, but this was such a tough legal battle. All of us, you know, all of the women that came forward, we, we talked to each other all the time. We're on email threads. We text each other. Um, we were all just kind of holding our breath and really bracing for the worst here. And and we're just so grateful and relieved that the jury saw through all of his BS and, yeah, and yeah, convicted yeah. him on two counts. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Lauren. It's Justin. I love you so much. Hi. <laughs> it's so good to talk to you guys. I'm, I'm so grateful that you reached out because I'm, I'm big fans of yours. And this is a really great day. I'm, I'm really happy. Many of us are really happy. We're all like a bit emotional because it's been a long two years. Yeah. Um, but this is a game changer. It really is. Because, you know, we saw it in the Cosby case. You can't just victim shame and expect to get your client off. It doesn't work anymore. Right. And that's huge. Yeah. I mean, I know that there was there a lot big part of their defense was they were, you know, saying that this was consensual. Mm -hmm. And I think what it was important for the prosecution to prove was that even if someone's 
not fit saying no verbally, it doesn't mean that they're not being coerced in some way indirectly. And right. I think that it's really important that they still that that still came through seemingly. Right. Absolutely. That's huge. Um, you know, he claimed that this was all consensual and and the jury did not buy it because of, um, you know, because of the lengths he's taken, really, to manipulate, coerce, um, you know, to destroy the reputations of many of these women. Not all of that came out in court. But yeah. the truth is, there's no perfect victim when it comes to these types of cases. You know, the fact that many of them kept in touch with him, that they continued to have meetings with him. It was a lot of blurred lines here. And I'm just really grateful that a crime is a crime. Yeah. No matter how these victims behaved afterwards. Well, and I just feel like it's so obvious now that like when while he's going on trial, at least to me, he's he's playing the victim of like, oh, poor me. And oh, I yeah. need this walker and I, I know, can't there's I no have to hold under the rail. Right. And uh, it's just like, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> totally. you know, that's I mean, just me. And so he goes. So this was in New York. So now he has to face trial in Los Angeles. Is that correct? Correct. So that's the good news here. We were really worried that he might get off in New York. And so our one saving grace was that he would have to face a whole new trial in Los Angeles. Um, And I I don't know when that might happen, probably in the fall. But the good news is he went straight to jail. He's sitting in Rikers Island now. I I can't even tell you what that means to many of us because we, we really never thought we'd see this day come. He was such a huge, powerful man in Hollywood who, you know, was never told no by right. the people that he worked with and, and wouldn't take no for an answer for many of these victims. So to see him in jail, that's it's a huge victory. It really is. Yeah, especially Rikers. That's not a good one. Mm. Have you talked to have you talked to Jessica Mann or Mimi Haley or any of the people who testified? I mean, I know that he was he was uh he was uh, guilty of third-degree rape in the case of Jessica Mann, yeah. guilty of first-degree criminal sexual assault in the case of Mimi Haley. Uh, have you talked to either of them? And then have you also, have you talked to Annabella Sciorra or any of the others that have testified? I haven't talked to them personally. Um, the, the three women you mentioned, I have not talked to personally. I have um, talked to Don Dunning, which was one of the women who testified against him. She was sexually assaulted by him. Um, just tremendous bravery by all of these women. I mean, you saw it was gut-wrenching to watch them just taken apart on the stand by his defense attorneys, you know, alleging that basically they were liars. They were trying to manipulate him. They were just, you know, after to get something out of him. I mean, it was really tough to watch. And you see why more women don't come forward because it's not fun at all. So uh, huge debt of gratitude for them. Speaking of coming forward, I mean, it must have taken so much courage and bravery for you to come forward. You're one of the first people who did so. So yeah, what on was television? The, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. what was the deciding factor for you? What was the this? What was the line that finally was crossed that said, you know what, this is important. I need to do this. You know what? I this wasn't what happened to me happened ten years ago in a restaurant. I was like accidentally sat next to him at a dinner. I'd never met him before. He seemed lovely and nice and was charming. Not creepy at all. You know, we talked about work. We talked about history and politics. And so when he kind of asked me to come check out the kitchen because he owned the place, there were no red flags. And so I followed him down there and, you know, turned into an audience for his masturbation, which was crazy to me. But it, it wasn't like I was there to get a job from him. It wasn't like I needed something from him. It was just this awful thing that happened to me. Whereas yeah. so many of the other women... It was truly traumatic. It was the make or break moment of their careers. Yeah. And, and luckily, I didn't have to go through that. So when I came forward, it was because he came out and called 
the women liars. He called, you know, Rose McGowan and Ashley Judd. He said they were lying. They were just bitter actresses. And I knew that wasn't true because of what happened to me. So I kind of just came out to validate their stories. Never in a million years that I think we'd end up here. But I'm so glad we did because, you know, back then when I came out, I had no idea there were over 100 victims. Mm hmm. Lauren, I, I wish we had all day to talk to you, I but where? But um, I, please go celebrate today. And also, where can people <laughs> follow you and just kind of keep up with what you've got going on? Sure, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter. It's my name, Lauren Savon, and then I'm on Instagram. It's idiot Savon, and <laughs> and yeah, you should best. also follow. Um, no longer silent is also um, a hashtag and a and a handle because many of us. Um, you know, we call ourselves now the silence breakers because we came forward and many of us are on there and, and sharing our own personal stories about this. And it's just a really good day. It's a victory. It really is. So thank you guys so much for, course, for letting me come on here and talk about it. Yeah, I thank had you. to reach out. Yeah, thank you, Lauren. You're welcome on the show anytime. Good to talk to you guys, too. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <laughs> the cha-cha slide. Oh, this is it? This is it. Have you ever heard the cha-cha slide? Yeah. Okay. It's like, to the left now. Yeah. Just right now. So just to catch you up, just drop the subject with Allie and Justin Martindale. And people are doing the cha-cha. They're doing the cha-cha slide in their cars on TikTok. Perfect. So if you think about this song, you slide to the left. You slide to the right. But you do it with your car. Crisscross, crisscross. Crisscross, crisscross. That's the one that they say is especially dangerous. So uh, left, I don't know what left foot let's stomp, right foot let's stomp uh, does when Probably it's actually a car. Probably brake and accelerate. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So there are a couple of new internet challenges. I think that TikTok is really taking things to a new level of stupidity. Yeah. Okay, good. Because just when you thought you couldn't have more stupidity in this country. Yeah. Then someone's like, you know what? TikTok. Let's Ugh, do it. Let's, I don't get it. Do you, I don't, do you no. TikTok? No, I I only I made an account on there because I heard that it's a giant place for lesbians. Mm. Like lesbians love TikTok apparently. Mm. So I joined it and then I went to the homepage and I was like, I don't get it, and I closed it and I've never reopened it. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't think it's no. I don't have any desire. And it's just another app. I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. It, 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 we're all exhausted. Uh-huh. That's the whole point. And mm-hmm. it's like with streaming services. If we don't start bundling, I don't know what else I'm going to do. We need to start. If I can bundle. Like, like put, flow. Put, put two or three together. Yes. And I can just simultaneously toggle or something mm-hmm. like that. That's fine. Or if I'm just going to pick two and just commit to those ones and not ever falter from that, I cannot <clears throat> say I'm going to post something on Twitter, then Instagram, then I'm going to go over to MySpace, and then I'm going to go to Friendster, and then I'm going to go to Facebook, and then I'm going to go back to TikTok. Yeah, no. I mean, by the time you do one thing in read your life, book. read a damn book. Read a damn book. You might have a future version God. of yourself leaving you messages, okay? Yeah, no kidding. Now, let's move on to the Skull Breaker Challenge. Okay, I'm listening. It's the latest viral craze causing injuries across the U.S. and the globe. This morning, the urgent effort to stop this cruel prank on the popular app TikTok. Two people fool and unsuspecting third into jumping into the air, kicking their feet right out from under them. The challenge, aptly named the Skull Breaker. So so there are three people in a row standing. First of all, these aren't your friends. No, 
So the person in the middle is the unsuspecting person who they've asked to just, hey, let's all jump in the air at the same time and take a picture or whatever it is. So as soon as the third, the person in the middle jumps, the other two kick their feet from under them and they land basically on their back and head. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good time. But this is why I believe that um, Darwinism is alive and well. I agree with you, but this one... It's tough because the person in the middle doesn't know. Yeah, that's... Like, people doing the cinnamon... Uh, Yeah. People who are doing the lip suck challenge and the cinnamon challenge and... The cereal bowl in the mouth challenge. What? What's that one? Oh, girl. You put a whole cereal bowl in your mouth? You put... No. What? (laughs) No, you put cereal... (laughs) Someone pours cereal in your mouth, then they pour milk in your mouth, and then they eat it out of your mouth with a spoon. And it can cause choking slash milk in your lungs, causing pneumonia, spoilage, and death. Oh, spoilage. That's the worst one. Yeah. Oh, God. Couldn't get up because I couldn't feel my hands. I couldn't feel my legs, my feet, nothing. I was numb. 13-year-old Kathleen De Jesus, a target of the challenge, rushed from her Lawrence, Massachusetts middle school to the hospital where she spent two days for a severe concussion. I was screaming that I needed an ambulance. I was thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my life. Or- okay, so <laughs> Justin, you can't laugh. She didn't know. She didn't know that was she was taking part in the Skull Breaker yeah, Challenge. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> stupid. But how many... Like one out of a hundred at the ER now. Yeah. How many do you think are internet challenge related? I'm sure there's a lot. I think doctors are probably baffled by like how many internet challenges they get a day. I think. Like what happened? Oh, TikTok. Not again. Uh, Nurse. Take her to the TikTok wing. Yeah. There needs to be a TikTok wing, a social media wing. There should be a social media wing with a bunch of, and you know what? They, they get it back in their face. All the nurses and the doctors are on social media while they're helping you. But what's the goal of this challenge? What do you win? Nothing? You win a brain injury. Oh, okay, perfect. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah. God, makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So uh, be safe out there, everybody. You know, Wear a helmet. Yeah. At know, all times. You the, never know when you're going to get challenged. The person who created internet just wanted to be able to email somebody something. Yeah. Okay? Let's just all get back to the root of why we started this in the first place. is for email and porn. And let's just keep it that way. Keep America. Keep America porny again. (laughs) Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject with Allie and Justin Martindale. And we are going to go through some of the things that have been, uh, that we've been seeing and hearing uh, at the Kobe Bryant Memorial or Celebration of Life, as they're calling it. It's still going on. It's been going on for about Two hours and 40 minutes now. Yeah, it's a long one. It's a long one. And, of course, we knew it would be. Uh, there are a lot of people here. There are a lot of people speaking. And, you know, it's not like these things have a time limit. People are going to say what they want to <laughs> say and say it for as long as they want to. And yeah. I, um, it's, of course, very emotional. There are a couple of weird things about it, like the swag bags. I don't really know why we're doing swag bags, but um, it's been a very emotional thing just to even gaze up at the television and kind of, you know, see people crying and, you know, la- and then laughing and then crying and then laughing. Yeah. And uh, so and let- I, like, I think that's what I like about it the most. It's It's not like a somber a straight up somber event it's like you said a celebration of life so it's like everyone's kind of bringing their personal stories about Kobe and and Gigi and like 
bringing their own sense of humors and memories and like it's it's nice it's nice it's it's you see people fla- flashing smiles and laughing mm-hmm, and, yeah and, and Jimmy also Kimmel the tears, yeah. is doing a great job hosting as always <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel's really hosting this he's really <laughs> yeah I mean he but he's he's such an he cries like he's just such an emotional guy he's a very sad clown yeah oh. and so he's a he's just he's doing a great job but let's go to Vanessa Bryant who we have not heard anything anything from, from. and uh, I know that this clip is a little bit long we're we I don't know if we're gonna get through all of it but I think it's important to mm-hmm. to address and to highlight some of the things that she said about her late husband and her daughter he had magic arms and could put Capri to sleep in only a few minutes He said he had it down to a science, eight times up and down our hallway. He loved taking Bianca to Fashion Island and watch her play in the Koi Pond area and loved taking her to the park. Their most recent visit to the Koi Pond was the evening before he and Gigi passed. He shared a love of movies and the breakdown of films with Natalia. He enjoyed renting out theaters and taking Natalia to watch the newest Star Wars movie or Harry Potter films. And they would have movie marathons, and he enjoyed every second of it. He loved your typical tearjerkers, too. He liked watching Stepmom, Steel Magnolias, and Little Women. He had a tender heart. Kobe somehow knew where I was at all times, specifically when I was late to his games. He would worry about me if I wasn't in my seat at the start of the of each game and would ask security where I was at the first timeout of the first quarter. And my smart ass would tell him that he wasn't going to drop 81 points within the first 10 minutes of the game. <laughs> so that's just some of what she said. I, I mean, she seems so together to me. Well, I mean, she's she's got a lot of people around her. I mean, I mean that's something. Yeah, oof. you must be preparing for this <clears throat> for weeks. Just on, okay, you're going to be around a lot of people. You're In front be on, of the world, everybody is waiting to hear mm-hmm. your tribute to your husband and mm-hmm. to your daughter. Yeah, she did. I mean, because she kind of did it really slow. Like she started slowly going through like social media and posting stuff on Instagram and little tributes and yeah tidbits. But then it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, she's got everyone around her, and it's you know she's got to stand up for the. Her, the rest of her daughters, you know, she's got to yeah. be, she can't, she does not want to look weak or, or, you know, I think there's something that changes in your brain when you still have other daughters that you must take care of and mm-hmm. be strong for. I remember, you know, this is just a completely different example, but when my, uh, when my mom's dad died, she was like, I need to keep it together for my kids and I mm-hmm. don't know how. Like when you lose someone that close to you and you still have to get up in the morning and pack lunches and have those things on your to-do list that you kind of can't neglect, what do you do? It's so difficult. Now, Michael Jordan also uh, flew in to make some statements and when he was up as soon as he got up on the podium he was crying I mean he is is a waterworks and he he of course said some wonderful things about Kobe but one of the things that made a lot of people laugh was this now he's got me I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next (laughs) (laughs) so he uh Obviously, is going to be part of another crying meme, as many people have already made that meme. Yeah, Kobe wins again. Yep. And then finally, I I don't think I can play all of this clip. Can I, Jesse? <laughs> I can. With Shaquille. Did you bleep it? 
It's not bleep. <laughs> you were going to let me play Mother Ever on the radio? I deleted it. I deleted and that it. was the day Allie was fired. Oh, you did? Oh, you deleted it. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Allie. So this is fine. This is fine. So this is what Shaquille O'Neal had to say. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's listen together. The day Kobe gave my respect was the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe, there's no I in team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an in me in that. There we are. There we go. Okay, okay, okay. So obviously, still going on, and there's going to be coverage of this all day and into tears. Yes, Yes. exactly. So, and I think Mamba on Three is the foundation that you can give to, and all of the ticket proceeds are going to that foundation to kind of continue their legacy. So that's really beautiful. And again, we'll keep you updated on all things uh, with the Kobe Bryant Memorial and more. Drop the subject is back after this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. It is Monday afternoon here in Los Angeles. Justin Mardo here with Allie Johnson on Drop the Beat. Hope you are having a fantastic drop the subject. Drop the beat morning subject. I'm <laughs> exhausted. I need more coffee. I've only had like a cup of coffee oh, and I'm no. now drinking my Dunkin' Donuts. But you know what? You know what I need? A good escape to Miami. There you go. That's a good segue. All the Dunkin' you could possibly oh, want there. Yeah, so you want to escape to sunny South Beach for Miami Beach Pride's biggest weekend festival ever on April 3rd, 4th, or 5th? Well, then head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win. Enter our national flyaway contest for a chance to experience the best of Miami Beach Pride. We'll fly you and a friend to beautiful Miami Beach, set you up in a gorgeous hotel, and provide you with two. That's two. Two VIP weekend passes. You'll sip on ice cold beverages, mm. uh, mojitos, mm. and I love a mojito. Things, piña coladas <laughs> from the open bar in the VIP section and enjoy a champagne brunch before the actual parade. Enter the contest right at wearechannelq.com for your chance to experience Miami Beach Pride. In true VIP style, April 3rd through the 5th. All are welcome to the free Oceanside celebrations presented only by Celebrity Cruises. Wepa! <laughs> Dale. Now I really want to go. I know. Ugh. But you know what we have to do first? Talk about food again. That sounds good. I'll have that. Yes, 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 yes. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. All right, let's get into some of the things that fast food restaurants are doing to stay relevant. Uh, including, <laughs> tell, tell me. Including Pizza Hut's mozzarella poppers pizza. What? Poppers? The new <laughs> big fried cheese Angus thick burger at Charles oh, Jr. Oh, God. Wait, can you just say that again, please? The new big fried cheese Angus thick burger. God, that sounds so manly. Which is, that's their thing. Yeah. They have a beef patty with fried chicken filled with cheese Ugh. and then cheese on top of that. Nope. Yeah, uh, but let's let's talk about the big one, the mm-hmm. big food story that's going around, which is McDonald's making scented candles that smell like your favorite quarter pounder ingredients. And I will say, go for it, go when in. I, when I was a youngin, I every time that I ever got asked what I wanted for dinner or lunch or breakfast or any meal of the day, I would immediately say McDonald's. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Those were my roots, and I stand by them. Mm-hmm. I can be a Democrat and love a quarter pounder, mm-hmm. as you sip on your coffee drink. Ah, mm-hmm. Dunkin' uh-huh. Donuts. <laughs> 
there was something about the way that place smelled. When you drove by it, when you walked in it, it just smelled like happiness. And I heard tell that there was a smell, there was some kind of a, a pheromone that they put in that restaurant to make you attracted to it. Yeah, it's called McDonald's Visitors. That's <laughs> no, what it is. No. It always well, no, because then every McDonald's would smell like a Walmart. Well, no, McDonald's. Whenever I think of McDonald's, I always think of the fries, the smell of the fries. I'm not thinking of like individually scented quarter pounder ingredients. I don't need an onion candle. That's well, that's what it is. So no. that's what, yes, that's what I don't like about it. And that's where I think they're missing the mark on these McDonald's scented candles. Yeah. Because you can just do one candle that says McDonald's. That's yes. the only thing you need. Put all of the ingredients into one candle if you want to do a quarter pounder. You know, then yes, do a French do, fry. Exactly. Do a McFlurry candle. Oh, do that'd like be nice. A Shamrock Shake. Oh, even. You know? Yeah. You know? this Diabetes. Is a one- <laughs> this is your cholesterol mm-hmm. rising. Candle. 100% fresh beef. That's candle number no. one. Onions is another candle. Ketchup is another candle. Sesame seed bun is another candle. Cheese is a candle, which... No. And then finally, the only one that I would buy, pickles. Pickles candle. I get a pickle candle. I'd, get, I'd buy the hell out of a pickle candle. As a, a gay man, I love candles, and this is just... I, it's too much. They, I think they marketed, they did it all wrong, and ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm hating it. Yeah, it's ba-da-ba-ba bad. Yeah. Oh, Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. A warm welcome to our newest Twitter follower, Cherie underscore don't. Cherie don't. Yes, welcome. You know, we always follow back. If you want to follow us at DTS Show, please do. We will follow you back. Um, All right. It's game time. Bring it. You know how I'm good at this. You are, and you're very competitive, which makes me enjoy what do you playing mean? with you. <laughs> I what am, do you mean? You're trying I to am. flip over a table that doesn't flip. I'm very competitive. Yes, and I think that I might have a bit of a leg up, a hairy leg up in this game. Wait a minute. Because it's gender-based, mm-hmm. and it's whether you can tell the price difference from men's products versus women's products. Okay. Because when you think about things like lotion and deodorant, just basic needs for life, uh, women often have to pay more just because something has a pink packaging on it, which I didn't ask for in the first place. But this is one reason why I buy men's razors instead of women's razors. I hear that a lot. Yeah. Well, women's razors are very weirdly shaped. No shade. No, but Lady they, Gillette. They still they still have those stupid razors that have like soap in like in between yeah, the razors yeah. and I'm like, "Why do I need why do I need that? Why don't you just give me a razor? It's okay." Silky. I want my legs <laughs> to be silky. You'll never feel anything. The hair will go away. I just want the hair gone. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Uh just make the price the product work. So this is that price ain't right. I'm going to list a product that is geared towards men and I'll give you the price of that item. Okay. Then you and I will guess the average women's price. Okay. The closest without going over gets a point. You ready to play? Yes. All right. Let's start, since I mentioned lotion. Lotion. (laughs) (laughs) The average price, I'm not going to describe lotion for you. Uh, you I'm very familiar with lotion. All right. Lotion usually has a pump spout, and you put a small size, uh, about a quarter, in your palm, and you lather it on whatever body part you choose. Mm -hmm. Average men's price for such items are $7.43, but the question here is, what is the average women's price? For women's lotion? Yeah. How big of a lotion bottle are we getting? Uh, Let's just go with standard 
Standard lotion. Standard Pump, lotion. All that. Uh, I'm gonna go eight fifty. Ooh, eight fifty. Okay, I'm gonna go even higher. And oh I'm wow. Gonna say nine fifty. I'm gonna go nine forty nine. Nine forty nine. All right, nine forty nine is mine. What's yours again? Oh, eight fifty. Okay, write it down. We gotta write it down so we can show it to Jesse. Jesse's mm-hmm. the only one who knows the answer. We're showing you our answers. Come on, Mister Personality. Who wins it? Actual retail price. Eight twenty-five. Oh, oh, damn it! Work. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was yours? Eight fifty. I got it right. No, but you, you still went over. went over. No. Yeah, you I did. was in bounds. No. <laughs> I didn't go over. It's not how this works. You don't need to make sports references. Let's move on. (laughs) Deodorant. Okay. All right. We can just go with your standard degree. Uh, Old Spice. Ooh, Old Spice. Doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. The brand. An Mm -hmm. average price. This is based on 20 different products sampled. For men's deodorant is $4.75. What is the average women's price? I'm going to say... I guess I'm going to go a little lower on this. I'm going 747. All right. I'm like the plane. All right, all right. Then I'm going to go lower because I think you've gone too high. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go six bucks. I'm going to go six bucks. All right. Here you go, Jesse. Which one? What's, which one of us got it? Actual retail price, $4.91. Damn it. We're both over wow. again. Is this making a statement that there's really not much of a price difference? Well, there is. We just think women. I just think it's way more expensive for a woman. I feel like it's dollars more yeah. all the time. Yeah. All right, body wash. Let's move on to body okay. wash. This okay. has got to be more this money. This has got to be more money because women love to smell like mango. We love. I mean, coconut mango. Mm-hmm. You can hybridize mm-hmm. them. Uh, you know, le- lemony lime, strawberry doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Average men's price based on 18 products sampled $10. is five, $5.40. God, I'm spending way too much money on smelling good. Yes, I think we're all just feeling crappy about spending too much in general. We need to go to like not. <laughs> is this based on dollar store prices? Where are we? Where are is we this getting Arkansas? this body wash? <laughs> Where are we shopping? Is this a Dollar Tree? I don't know, but okay. if that's true, I'm going to the Dollar Tree. Yeah, okay. no kidding. $5.40 is the average men, uh, men's price. I'm definitely, okay, I've definitely bought... Mm, I'm going to lower mine. I went high on this one because right. I shop in West Apparently Hollywood. Apparently we're bougie. I'm going to do seven bucks. I'm going to do eight bucks. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all right. $7 and $8, Jesse. Come on. Actual retail price? Five seventy. What this the is, hell? This, why are we... That's why, 30 cents more. Why are we... <laughs> Spending so much. This is is this Jesse, what the is this you, what the CVS receipts are for? Like, are you are we... some kind of underground misogynist? What is going on? <laughs> You're the one who put this game together, and the price difference is thirty cents. Answer me. <laughs> Do razors next. Do razors next? Okay, he says. razors are very expensive, and if this is like the average price is two dollars, that's a lie. The results are in. Yes, that's a lie. This is the test. Yeah. All right, based on 20 products sampled for razors, average men's price is $7.99. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for a fact. That's true. Even at the Dollar Shave Club, mm-hmm. it's $8. All right, I am going to go 9 I'm going to go 8.50. I'm going to go 8.50 on this one. I'm going to go which 10. Is only 50 cents higher. All right, come on. Some of us have got to get a point here. Actual retail price, $9. I got it. Ah, you know you're over. You're a dollar (laughs) over. I got a point this time. All right, so the point is, the the score is one to zero? All right, 
Let's just one more. Let's got one more here. When's the showcase showdown? God. Okay. The showcase showdown has just started. I need and a ended. trip to Miami and, <laughs> and a boat. All right. You went a trip to Miami and shaving cream. Uh-huh. Based on 20 product samples, the average men's price is $3.89. I do not even buy shaving cream anymore because it is so expensive and they promise that silky smooth crap. No. It takes way longer <laughs> to shave your legs. I'm going to say five bucks on this one. Ooh, I wrote down five bucks as well. Okay. Okay. So this this one is a little different. Because um, they're the exact same price. Don't even. Is this Barbasol? It. Is this Barbasol? It's the one. <laughs> <laughs> one product where the the women's version cot was cheaper and it was three seventy three. Wait a minute, are you telling me <laughs> that women's shaving cream is cheaper than men's shaving cream? Are you looking at me in my face and yes. telling me that right now? You are an idiot. <laughs> that is not true. I want a redo of this game tomorrow. Well, love- don't play me off. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Justin Martindale and wanted to just give you some info about, uh, we, we definitely lost an icon over the weekend. Catherine Johnson, famous NASA mash- mathematician. She was the inspiration for the film Hidden Figures. She passed away at 101. Long life. You know, uh, big, big accomplishments she made in her career. And I don't know if you have ever saw Hidden Figures um, no, I did not. Uh-huh. I did not see that film. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. I'm not, I'm not like mad that you didn't see it. You, I love it. You're like, no, I okay. I didn't, I didn't see, see it. it. Uh. No, I'm not. A, I'm not meant to like put you on the spot. I heard I'm just it was saying, great. It was. was it was like, really uh. good. It was a good movie, and because it was, it was funny, mm-hmm. and it was totally informative, and, and it, a true story. Yeah, and a true story. Now I need to go see it. it well, I mean, it's available everywhere. Go mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was about Katherine Johnson, and I'm not related. Just wanted to let you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, though when I was a child, I definitely tried to tell everybody that I was related to Magic Johnson, which did not go over well. <laughs> um, but, but that is completely besides the point. Katherine Johnson. Was a big trailblazer at NASA. She was, you know, one of the only women that was uh, allowed in the room when they were in the middle of the space race. She was tasked with performing all the trajectory analysis for Alan Shepard's 1961 mission to space, and that was the first American human space flight. And, uh, you know, even when it came down to John Glenn and he was supposed to go up into space and he was very skeptical even about the computers that were calculating his trajectory on his spacecraft. And he went to the engineers and he said, get the girl. And get the girl. They compared her handwritten calculations to the computers. And he said, if she says they're good, then I'm ready to go. So, so she. He, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, so they got stuck out in space and they helped them. No, Is no, no. This was before. Versions? That was before they left. So it was when they were planning the expeditions, mm-hmm. and she was doing all the math on the trajectory of how uh, to land. See, no, and they she was doing all the you know angles, and here's if we take out and go into the atmosphere at this angle, and then we go around, and then we have to enter at this angle and land That's- right here. I mean. That's pretty specific. Yeah. You have to be. It has to be completely, like, within an inch of the proper longitude and latitude for it to be successful. If you're off, I don't know, everyone explodes or something like that. I just hate math. (laughs) 
I really do. Like, I think that's why I didn't watch it because it was like a, I just saw a bunch of like weird symbols and like on a dry erase board. They didn't have dry erase boards back then. Chalkboard. Yeah, they, they were chalkboard. Yeah, but it was just and I'm like, oh, I am out. Like, even what's the Matt Damon film? Goodwill Hunting. Oh, oh really? Oh. So any math movies no. you don't like? Uh-uh. So what about A Beautiful Mind? Bye. <laughs> Not today. See, I love those no. kinds of movies. Oh, so the one about Alan Turing. The, um... Lost me already. Who's Alan Turing? Oh, he was the gay guy that was a very, very famous... Uh, um, Mathematician? Was... Yes. He was... Wow. What is the movie that he was in? Alan Turing. It was that movie with Benedict Cumberbatch. Of course it was. <laughs> That makes sense. And he was a famous mathematician, but mm-hmm. he was also gay. And then, and I think he helped with a lot of really important stuff. And I sound like an idiot now because I can't pull all of the stats out of my ass. What is it? We did don't you know. look it up, Jesse? See, no one knows. God, Alan See, Turing, have, you guys. We have three computers in front of us and not one of us. All right, Alan Turing, I'm looking it up. The Imitation Game. <laughs> Historical drama. Based on the biography of Alan Turing, The Enigma, by uh, Andrew oh, Hodges. Okay? The Enigma, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's that. Oh, he cracked Nazi codes. Oh, okay. That's oh, what he did. I have socks on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the point that we're making here is that math is hard. Math is very hard. And being a woman is hard. Being a woman? And being a black woman is hard, mm-hmm. especially... 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago when she was doing all this stuff and it's pretty, she was a pretty amazing person. She yeah. even went on stage at the Academy Awards when, I mean, that movie won a ton of awards. So yeah, it was, it was nominated too yeah, for a lot. a lot of stuff. Octavia Spencer won for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, so, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so it's just a fantastic film. If you haven't seen it, <clears throat> please go I see know, it. I know, I know. And we'll definitely remember Katherine Johnson, a wonderful icon, especially in Black History Month. Yes. Important to talk about her. And on deck, news it or lose it, don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. I love that sound. Don't you? That's nice. It's even better when you do it. All right. It's time for my little version of news it or lose it. Tis. Tis. Um, so I have three stories in front of me, and that's the thing. If you want to lose it, ding, lose it, get out of here. You ready? I'm ready. All right. In the words of Britney Spears, are you ready? All right. Are you ready? Michigan teacher refuses to let teen write about her gay moms for assignment. Oh, no. I'll news it okay. so that I know what to do in the future situation. Yeah, you need happening. to know. When your kid wants to write an essay about you and your and your, yeah. and your your lady. My kid will be like, no thanks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll write about Katherine Johnson instead. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I love math. No! <laughs> All right, second. Paranormal ritual game scaring parents at sleepovers. Oh, my God. I love that headline so much. I made it up myself. You did? Yes. So you, this is not a story? You just made it up? No, it's a story. Look here, Mark. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is a story I found out over the weekend. I was like, I kind of have to talk about it and find out more about yes. it. Yes. Okay. And finally, I'm really excited. I really want you to pick this one. Dustin Diamond says, Saved by the Bell reboot must have Screech. Oh, Lord. Fine. Yes. You can do a three, three for three. three. Number of the day. You're about to see. see. The number of the day is... Oh, oh. <laughs> so that's the number. Yes, that's the number. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents 
snooze it uh, or lose it. Well, we're back. I was talking about my carnival accidents. <laughs> I was about nine or ten on a gravitron. Are yeah. we back? Okay. <laughs> okay, we're back. Snooze it or lose it. Justin Mardo, Allie Johnson here. Uh, so Allie's picked all three topics. So mm-hmm. we're going to start off with the first one. Michigan teacher refuses to let teen write about her gay moms for assignments. Now, this uh, a high school teacher in Michigan asked students to write about an issue near and dear to their hearts, then told a student she couldn't write about her two what mothers. Was near and dear to her heart. Right. So mothers in same-sex marriage because it might offend someone. Uh. So here's the assignment. Destiny McDermott, which, by the way, Destiny McDermott, I'm here for. I mean, if you're out there, Dylan McDermott's uh, unknown sister. Yeah, it's like Destiny's child, but not. Okay. <laughs> a junior at Hill McCloy High School in Montrose wanted to write about the 2015 marriage of their mothers, Angela and Chris, but was told earlier this month that the topic wasn't appropriate for the wait for it, take a stand speech assignment. Oh, so it was about rising up above the odds? Well, students were asked to write about an issue they felt strongly about and to take a stand for or against it. But the teacher, who was not identified by the community school, told Jesse the topic was off limits, prompting the 17-year-old to ask the educator if she could check with her classmates on whether same-sex marriage offended them, according to MLive.com. So... So she was like, oh, okay, well, if you think it's going to offend someone, why don't I ask all of my classmates? All of my classmates, yes, which and I think is awesome. they're all going to say no. Well, the request was denied. And so she, so oh, Destiny so she wrote, couldn't even ask them. No, so Destiny wrote a letter to district administrators, and she goes, I have two moms who are married, and I really thought it was, in, uh, it offended me because I have two moms who are married, and I really thought it was inappropriate. So that's... <laughs> Wait, that, this she is, said, the daughter said she thought it was inappropriate? No, no, no. She, the teacher said it was inappropriate. And she oh. was like, no, I want to make sure. And so the teacher was thinking, this is what the, the MLLive.com said, the teacher mm. was thinking smaller and the kids were thinking bigger. Uh-huh. So at the end of the day, the kids were making a stand. Yeah. So that gives me hope. And then the mom said, you know, uh, one of the mothers said, we're grown adults. These are our children. We went through issues when we decided to be together. But these are our children. They don't need to be subjected to it. Mm. That's so nice. I think it's kind of awesome. That it's like, hey, take a stand. No, and they did take a stand in front of their teacher. All right, f you, teacher. Oh, probably a lesbian anyway. Oh. Next. Okay, <laughs> paranormal ritual game scaring parents at sleepovers. I've just been biding my time until this. Oh story my came. god! So there's this new game called Red Door, Yellow Door that kids <gasps> are playing, yes. and the ritual is also known as Black Door, White Door, or Doors of the Mind. One person acts as a guide, puts you into a trance, and leads you through doors and rooms in your mind. <laughs> Okay, wait, what? So it's Is that the much... sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> no, so to play this game, you need two people. One is the guide and the other is the subject. Other people can sit quietly and watch. Step one, the guide sits down on the floor, cross-legged with a pillow on their lap. You lie on the ground and your head on the pillow and close your eyes. Step two, you raise your hands in the air and try to relax. Your your eyes must be kept closed throughout the game. Step three, the guide starts to massage your temples with her fingers in a circular motion while chanting red door, yellow door, any other colored door over and over. If there are other people in the room watching, they should chant too. So when you f- feel yourself slipping into a trance, you see a room or doors in front of you, lower your arms, then you signal to stop and you go in. Then the guide asks you what door you're in front of. You ask, are you in a room? Describe the room. What colors are the doors? Some advice. If you encounter people in the rooms, don't interact with them. Like, it's pretty much this, like, weird mental game. And all the parents are like, no, you're, like, if you, it's one of those things where it's like, if you die in the trance, you die in real life kind of a thing. Oh. And parents are saying, like, hey, let's not do let's this not game. Let's not kill each other Look at in this our one. dreams. If you encounter a man in a suit who makes you feel uneasy, you should end the game immediately. Oh. <gasps> 
Love what? it. I want to go back in time and play. I know. It's like the new, like, light as a feather, stiff as a board, yes. but with murder. Yay! Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Justin Martindale, give All us our right. last story we before got, we get into happy endings. We got one last one. Remember Saved by the Bell? The, yes. The best. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was like the best after school. I think it was Saturday mornings too. Well, Dustin Diamond, who played Screech, seems to think the upcoming Say by the Bell reboot could come screeching to a halt <gasps> without him. Oh. Uh, I know. The 43-year-old actor said his geeky character, Samuel Screech Powers, is essential to the show, which is headed to NBC Universal's upcoming Peacock Network. Um for all the cast members, I think everyone should be thinking the same thing as far as I'm concerned. We should all be thinking. We should all be part of this, Diamond said. You can't have Say by the Bell without Zach. Can't have Say by the Bell without Screech. Okay, blah, 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 blah. It's mm-hmm. a reboot of the entire series. Bring back all the staples. Now, Wait, so far, huh? Am I crazy or did they do this already? They did the college years. Oh, oh they tried to do another one and it was like, get out of here. So now they're doing another they're one? They're doing another one. Mark Paul Gossler, who played Zach Morris and the reason that I'm gay, um, oh, really? is back. Um, he's a producer. Mario Lopez is back. As AC Slater, Elizabeth Berkley, as Jesse Spano, Tiffany Thiessen is reportedly in talks to join the series too. Um, but you know what? Uh, no one asked Lark Voorhees, who is Lisa Turtle, because she's got like bipolarism and stuff. Oh, Remember she had like really? all that weird powder on her face, that oh. one thing? And then Screech is like, hey, I'm ready to go. Let's go. But it's also like, dude, you like did porn. And you like wrote like a scathing book called Behind the Bell back in 2009, which he said was done by a ghostwriter and left him shocked and appalled about the negative light it shined on his fellow cast members, which they did that Lifetime movie about, which came out like a couple years ago. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Where it like makes them all look like teenage sluts and stuff. Yeah. But um, he's not. he, He was the only one who was like, I didn't sleep with anyone. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. I have to admit, I felt felt a little bit slighted, slight, ah, slighted and hurt when I was not invited to be a part of the Say by the Bell reunion as well as other cast members' events. But he also realized that this puzzling disorder may have played a major part in that factual decision. Oh, that was uh, with Lisa Turtle, Lark Voorhees. With that in mind, I'm truly thankful for having had the chance to work on a show that has been so successful. Yeah, you just want a job, dude. Yes, isn't that so obvious well, it's that like, you're the one coming out and being like, I wish I'd been asked, and everyone's yeah, like, stop, dude. this is just desperate. Well, he was on the original Morning Miss Bliss, Good Morning Miss Bliss, when it was on the Disney Channel, then Say by the Bell came out, and then they did Say by the Bell the college years, and then I think he actually like worked at Bayside like with the reboot or something. Like the actual high school? Yeah, now he's like, I want my kids, like it's Screech being a dad, and I have my own personal Screech, and I'm like, was I this weird as a kid? Yes, Screech was so annoying. <laughs> yeah, he was. But you needed an annoying people to make the other one sexier. Yeah, but it's like, ugh. It's just so funny because this picture of this article, it's like him being strangled by Mark Paul Gossler. Yeah. It's like, we couldn't do that now. No, no we Nope, nope, nope. So, let's go on to happy endings, yeah? Because unfortunately, we're out of time here on Drop the Subject. And uh, it's a time where we take some of the bummer news that maybe was out there in the world and we put a silver lining on it make it positive I'll start here's my happy ending those prisoners may have done a horrible job with their prison standoff because they gave up their guns for a Mars bar Mm -hmm. but the silver lining here is that many other Americans would probably do the same thing and if that's the case Mars bars are the answer to gun control in the United States wow but also, what goes well with prison? Bars. Ha! Just saying. 
But also, like, it should have been Klondike, because what would you do for a Klondike bar? I that mean, would have been like... We, we... Would you give up a prison standoff? <laughs> sink, 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 sink. <laughs> Ow! You made that toothbrush into a shank. Ow! Uh. Here, just take it already. <laughs> just take it. Here, just... <laughs> All you gotta do is ask. Okay? Uh. And more money in the commissary, you jerk. <laughs> All right, does anyone else have a happy ending? Anyone? You know what? I was very quick to judge McDonald's over their um, yeah. candle line. Yes. But who am I? I'm just one person. If you want to be that gross pig person <laughs> <laughs> who loves the smell of a candle, let alone an onion candle, yeah. and you want to have a romantic dinner and bring over your date, and you just want to light your white onion candle and hope <laughs> for the best that you get to a second date, then go for it, you know? Yeah. You, you know, light your candles. Yeah, you light, yeah, let your freak candle fly. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you smell like crap all the time, this is a great excuse. Yeah. All you have to do is get an onion candle and blame it on that. But you know there's going to be some person who's like, I got to collect them all. Someone's going to collect them I all. I got to. I didn't collect all the teeth, <laughs> so I got to collect all, all the, the candles. candles. And then I'll light them all up. And I'm going to light them all up. God. But good uh, for you, candle people. Yeah. I'm a candle person, so I appreciate candles. <laughs> but who am I? But who am I? All right. Do you have one, Jesse? Yeah. So pink products may cost more, but at least Weinstein's in jail. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is true. You also did not really prove that pink products cost more with how you put that game together. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take your silver lining and strip it away. But still, Harvey Weinstein's in jail. Harvey yeah. Weinstein's in jail. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. that. So there's that, everybody. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Uh, Justin, I'll you'll be back, be back on Wednesday. Char yes. Giselle joins us tomorrow, and we have a guest joining us as well, Robin Hopkins, author of a new book, oh. If These Ovaries Could Talk. Yeah. Very exciting. And so. I have an announcement to make on Wednesday, <gasps> so tune in. Yay! Announcements afoot. Don't go anywhere. More music, and then uh, let's go there at 4 o'clock Pacific time. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.